0: Uh, Welcome to another episode of students talk security podcast series. My name is Carson Whitesell. I'm a junior at the University of Notre Dame and an undergraduate fellow of the Notre Dame International Security Center. Uh, Joining us today is former Senator Joe Donnelly. Uh, Joe Donnelly served as the three term US representative from Indiana's Second Congressional District from 2007 to 2013 and as the United States Senator from Indiana from 2013 to 2019. Senator Donnelly is a graduate of the University of Notre Dame and Notre Dame Law School. Joe lives in Granger, Indiana with his wife, Jill, and they have two children, Molly and Joe Jr. Senator Donnelly, as a member of the Armed Services Committee, wrote the Jacob Sexton Military Suicide Prevention Act that was passed into law. This act ensured that every member of our armed services could receive an annual mental health assessment with no stigma or threat to rank attached. It remains in place today to help reduce the number of suicides among our service members. Senator Donnelly was appointed in 2020 by the U.S. Congress to serve as a member of the Afghanistan Peace Process Study Group. The group's role is to consider the implications of a peace settlement, or the failure to reach a settlement, on U.S. policy, resources, and commitments in Afghanistan. They will then provide their findings to Congress to present to President Biden. During his time in the United States Senate, Senator Donnelly received, among other awards, the Distinguished Service Medal from the United States Navy for his efforts on behalf of America's Naval Services. He is a past recipient of the Medal of Merit from the National Guard Association of the United States and the Legislator of the Year from the Disabled Americans Veterans in 2013 and the Indiana Veterans of Foreign Wars in 2008. Additionally, Senator Donnelly is a founding partner of the Library of Congress's Veterans History Project. Senator Donnelly currently teaches national security at the University of Notre Dame, practices law at the firm of Aiken and Gump, and is the board chairman of the Sufin Center, a research center dedicated to global security issues and emerging threats. Senator Donnelly, thank you for joining us today.
1: Thank you very much for having me.
0: So to start off, uh, shortly after President Biden took office this year, his his administration delivered an intelligence report to Congress on the rising threat of domestic terrorists. This report emphasized white supremacists and militias, but also warned of any number of ideological motivations. Clearly, this is a serious problem, but there often seems to be some confusion among people over what domestic terrorism really means. Could you elaborate a bit on that? Uh, Specifically, how does domestic terrorism differ from other violent actions and how does it threaten America?
1: Sure. If you want to see, you know, a definition of what domestic terrorism is, Um, all you had to do is look at January 6th, um, where there was an attempt at an insurrection against the United States government, um, where our Capitol was attacked, where you know extraordinarily close friends of mine, Capitol police officers, were attacked, um, where My friends who worked in the kitchen and on the uh, cleaning crews in the Capitol, you know, tried to protect their building, their home, and the senators and House members I served with um, were in danger. And that was the textbook of domestic terrorism. It was an effort to overthrow our government.
0: So we can look all the way back to Shay's Rebellion in 1786 as an early example of domestic terrorism in America, but it seems that we've seen an increase in these incidents in recent years, so what would you attribute this increase to.
1: Well, it's so easy for individuals to communicate with one another now who uh, for groups to communicate with each other where before. Um, You might have someone who's very disgruntled, but hasn't connected with everybody else. And then they find others who believe exactly the same as as they do. You know, some of these white supremacist groups, for instance, and and their use of the internet and their use of communications to bond with one another and to plan actions. Um, You talk about domestic terrorism, think about the fact that um, the state right near where where we are located, we're, we're a mile or two from the uh, Michigan line. And there was uh, a plot put together to try to kidnap the governor of Michigan. Think of that, that um, one of these domestic terrorist groups um, plotted to kidnap the governor of Michigan, which is simply an attempt to um, overthrow the the Michigan state government. Um, And so they communicate with each other through all of the most modern methods of communication. And that enables them to, to find one another to band together and to take the actions they do.
0: So is the solution then to try to control these, these uh, I guess you could say media platforms. Um, I know that uh, after January 6th, there was a lot of talk about parlor specifically. Um, So, Obviously there were, there were still incidents before we had social media. So um, I guess, is this the only contributing factor?
1: No, it is a contributing factor of political belief too. You know, um, we, we live in a society where we count on others to um, pitch in and to help build America. Um, John Kennedy in his inaugural address when he became president, said, ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. Um, and that spirit of of sacrifice, of helping one another, of respecting one another, um, you know, just uh, is being challenged these days. And when you look at this, for instance, um, Parler, the website, I think Amazon, I think it might've been Amazon Web Services that hosted them and they pulled them down. And so we also need our, corporate citizens to pitch in to prevent lies from being spread to prevent disinformation from being spread and we need our citizens to be engaged to respect one another um, it shouldn't matter what your religion is what you look like, um, what race you are, you know what sex you are um, we're all Americans we're all in this together and you know something I've said often is you know, People talk about red and people talk about blue, you know, Democrat or Republican, but we need to talk about the red, white, and blue, about America, about the fact that this amazing nation has given us so many chances and so many opportunities. And so we should try to help and build up one another as opposed to um, tearing each other down. So
0: as a former senator, you have a, a very special perspective on what Congress can do specifically to combat this threat. Um, So what are Congress and or the federal government doing right now?
1: Well, the first thing we did, which was smart, was to um, secure the Capitol better. Um, You saw just the other day. um, It is heartbreaking to me. Billy Evans, the Capitol police officer, was killed by someone who tried to um, get on the capital grounds. Um but the security held. And so we need to make sure that's capital specific. But overall it isn't so much like the like Congress can't say you can't go on you, you know it can't be in the business of telling you you can go on this website but not web this website. We like this website, we don't like this website. And you know Congress can barely get 50 votes together in the Senate to to uh to salute the morning sun coming up these days. So um, what we have to do is just uh, try to, try to look out for one another, try to um, follow the the Bible text, whatever you do for the least of us, you do for me. You're supposed to always thinking what's in it for me. How about, how can I make America a better place? How can I listen to one another? And um, it's pretty clear to the people who, who did this insurrection they knew they were attacking our government you know and in their mind that was fine but you know what it isn't so much congress that's going to deal with them as it is the courts of the united states and they're going to go to jail some of them are going to go to jail for sedition against our nation and we're a nation of laws and our laws need to be enforced and our nation needs to be protected
0: so as far as I guess preventing uh, future incidents, uh, like you said, um, there's been a, an effort to secure the capital um, better than perhaps it was before. Um, but what can I guess uh, we as everyday Americans do? Um, like you said, we, sh- we should be looking out for others and mm-hmm. and trying to uh, promote unity. Um, but is there, is there something more that we can do to combat this ideology that it's us against them?
1: Yeah, try, try to treat each other well. And, and, um, you know, if asked, tell them exactly what does make sense, but do it in a kind way. Just say, well, maybe you want to think about this. Um, Maybe you want to think that President Obama actually was born in the United States. I mean, for years um, that was spread. And in fact, President Trump was one of the chief architects of trying to uh, spread falsehoods about President Obama, and where he was born, and whether he was a citizen, which was madness. Um, and and our job is to try to respect our neighbors, love our country, but also, you know, when our neighbors say, hey, um, President Obama actually wasn't born in America, say, no, you know, in fact, he, he was. He was born in Hawaii. Um, he is one of the most popular ever retired presidents in the United States. He lived his life to try to help our nation. And you may not agree with everything he did. I don't agree with everything he did, um, but you respect him, you respect others, you respect our neighbors, our friends, no matter what they look like, no matter where they come from. And um, when you do that, when you, when you in effect that we had an old saying when I was younger, it was, well, Don't be too harsh in judging someone until you walked a mile in their shoes. And um, what that means is you stand up for the truth, you stand up for what is right. And you try to, if you see somebody who's clearly on the wrong path, just try to let them know what's going right. But also don't be afraid to stand up for the
0: truth. That's very good advice. Um, So we've kind of danced around um, the topic of echo chambers and and how, um, it's different. Uh, sorry, I'm kind of blanking here. Anika, we might want to <laughs> cut that no. a
1: little bit. Um, with with echo chambers such as as media uh, sources, television sources, um, internet yeah. sources, um, you know, uh, as as senator. And as a House member, I obviously had a Twitter account. <laughs> you know, I remember sometimes saying stuff like, you know, happy 4th of July. And there'd be a string of responses like, what's so good about it? Or, you know what, I don't celebrate 4th of July, or it's raining. <laughs> I mean, you're always going to run into those folks, you know, and And the world's never going to be perfect. But you remember the 150 other ones that said, thanks, Joe, you have a great 4th of July, too. Our family loves living in this country. Thanks, Joe, I just got a new job this year and we're having the greatest year ever. We're going to have a big cookout. So um, in terms of echo chambers, you know, there's going to be there's going to be networks, you know, on both sides, left or right, that just See the world from one point of view, um, you know Fox News is notorious for that, and um, I would encourage people to to widen the places they go to 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 watch television to see what's going on and you know when you when you hear some of the things that are on these they're they're clearly not true. Um, you know some of the things that Fox News has said about people. And about activities that have occurred, and so as as much as we can, you know, get a couple of different news sources and to make up your mind. Don't just you, you know, we're Americans. We have a lot of freedoms. Don't just parrot what somebody else is te- somebody else tells you. You know, check into it. Look it up, look it up. Find out. And the more you know, the better you can participate as a citizen in this country.
0: Yeah, um, especially with with Fox News, I know that uh, a lot of fellow students at Notre Dame have been uh, throwing around ideas of whether or not the government has some responsibility to uh, ensure that media is at least attempting to uh, portray the truth. And obviously, we have the First Amendment in the Constitution, which guarantees freedom of the press. But do you think that there is some responsibility, um, obviously, of the media, but of the government to ensure that the media isn't spreading uh, falsehoods that could potentially lead to people becoming radicalized and and committing atrocities like the attack on the Capitol?
1: You have to balance out, like you said, the First Amendment against that. And we have um, very strong protections built around the First Amendment. And so, um, you know, when these these networks continue to push these things, um, you know, some of the falsehoods that came out after um, January sixth, saying, oh, they you, you know you hear people now going they, they were peaceful. Well, you know what? I know one of the police officers who's no longer alive. that's not peaceful. That's someone who lost his life because he tried to protect our capital um, and so there's there's responsibility that's required, and you would hope that these news corporations would feel some of that responsibility. They don't, they don't always do that, but, you know, there's every day we try to build a more perfect union and I would hope that means, you know, more truth, but we also have to protect the first amendment.
0: Uh, going along a bit of a Different vein, Um, especially in recent years, there have been a lot of efforts by uh, foreign powers, Russia, especially, but also China and Iran to spread misinformation, especially on social media in the United States, um, whether telling Americans that vaccines are bad or telling them that uh, President Trump should have won the election. Um, So how do you see uh, that playing into uh, the formation of ideologies that lead to domestic terrorism?
1: It's very prevalent, um, but organizations like Facebook and, and Twitter um, and Google need to police their sites. I mean, Facebook um, for years has been a red hot conspiracy location um, where much of the participants and in the information comes from Russian disinformation agencies, um, you know, located over in Russia, um, pretending to be like... Texts from Houston. <laughs> well, they're not texts from Houston. They're Boris from Moscow is who they are, and they do it. One of Russia's um, national security, one of Russia's efforts to to damage national security in the United States, is to try to sow constant disinformation, to try to cause division, to try to cause separation in our nation, to pit one group against another, and they do it on a nonstop basis. And we count on Facebook to to help with that. They've not done a very good job of it. We count on Twitter and Google to help with that. Y- you know, they've not done much of a job, not either. And so you see, um, you know, all these fake accounts that are out there that just spread lies. And so it's, you know, the internet in so many ways is the Wild West. And And what we hope is that those who participate in it, people like Facebook, will really, really, really up their game to uh, protect their members against um, disinformation, fake accounts, and foreign attacks against our nation, foreign cyber attacks against our nation.
0: So again, we have to be careful when towing the line with the First Amendment, but is there anything Congress could do to encourage uh, these, these social media platforms like Facebook to uh, police their sites better?
1: I think you've seen hearings already take place um, in Congress to try to get them to do a better job and to, uh, in effect, have, have sent notice to those organizations. Look, clean up your act or we'll clean it up for you.
0: Do you think that'll work?
1: It is a it is a tremendous challenge, but you do the very best you can every day. You know, it's it's um there's not a magic magic potion here. Um you try to every day eliminate more of the fake accounts, more of the Russian accounts. You try to make sure that they're run better, um, more focused on our national security. Uh and and will it work perfectly? No. Um Do we hope that we can move the ball a little bit? Yes.
0: Great. Um, So uh, a lot of uh, talk has been that um, President Trump's presidency was a a very turbulent time in many aspects. Um, And so there's hope that uh, with President Biden, who will hopefully be uh, maybe a more calming presence, um, that there will be less incidents um, or, or less violent, extreme nationalism um, in the next four years. Uh, how do you see that playing out?
1: I think that's. I, I think that's true. I think that Joe Biden. Um, he's a good friend of mine. You know, I, I I respect him so much, and part of what he's trying to do is to bring down the temperature a little bit, so that we can focus on good jobs, on family on the future, on our children. Um, President Trump and I served for many years during his administration. Um, Everything was a constant ramping up of of conflict, of uh, constant division. And part of his political strategy was very, very much an us against them strategy. And um, his oxygen came from constantly turning up the temperature. So, you know, everybody was exhausted um, by by his presidency. You look and you go, oh my gosh, I just want a day where, where he's quiet. You know, but every day, when, when it's that kind of presidency to keep attention, you have to like every day do more almost. And so there was extraordinary division at the end of his presidency. Joe Biden, President Biden has been working to bring us together because that's that's what our nation's about. It, it isn't about Republicans and Democrats. It's about Americans and Americans and having us all pushed together to move our nation forward. And that's what President Biden's trying to do.
0: I think that's a, a very hopeful note to end on. Um, I'm hopeful. Yeah. Me I'm too.
1: Hopeful. Warren Buffett, I will tell you this. You know, obviously one of the richest men in the world. And was asked if you could have been born at any time, when would you have wanted to be born? And you know. You would think he might say, hey, I did, I did all right. I'm sitting here with like $80 billion, so so far so good. But his comment was, I'd want to be born today because the greatest opportunities ever are ahead of us. The greatest scientific revolutions are ahead of us. The greatest medical breakthroughs for diabetes and arthritis and, and for cancer are ahead of us. And, uh, you know, the greatest days of the United States are ahead of us. Uh, I believe that with all my heart, that this country is, we're young and we're just getting started. And so, um, you know, I'm fortunate to teach a class at Notre Dame, National Security. And I look and I think, I think about the students that I teach, and I'm blessed to have you as one of them, that the opportunities you have in the years ahead are greater than any student's that have ever walked the grounds of the University of Notre Dame.
0: Thank you. I appreciate that. And uh, I think that is a very, very good uh, and hopeful note. Um, So thank you so much for joining me today on the Students Talk Security podcast and discussing such an important issue that's facing our nation. Uh, If you, the viewer or listener, would like to hear more of the Students Talk Security podcast series, you can follow us on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. And go Irish. Go Irish. If you'd like to follow the Notre Dame International Security Center seminar series, please visit our website at politicalscience.nd.edu forward slash NDISC forward slash or follow us on Twitter at hashtag ND underscore ISC. Please note that opinions expressed in the seminar series are solely those of the participants or speakers, not of the International Security Center or the University of Notre Dame, which take no institutional position. Music for this podcast is licensed under SampleSwap.